Joe, I have a question. What's your question? The white fox runs through the forest as the river runs to the head of those who are on top of the mountain. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, super coherent. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's me too. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Qualified. This is technically the beginning of season three. Wait, no, last week was. I haven't decided which order these are going to be in yet. <laughs> We're starting season three. You know what you should do to celebrate? You should call 918-268-6337 and leave us a voicemail and tell us what movie you want us to review or TV show uh, like we're doing today. Um, Joe, what's up? How's it going? It's, uh, it's going well. How are you? Oh, I'm, you know, just peachy. Yeah, I, I remember you talking about this really cool TV show and how much you really loved it. Yeah. How much you loved the, the third season and the finale. Uh-huh. Um, and you said, and I quote, the greatest season of, of television history I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Now, now, to be clear, we're talking about WKRP in Cincinnati, right? I was talking about Lost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we're both on different pages from today's episode. Um, I we Listen, we've, we've done an episode about this already a few weeks ago, okay? Yeah. I ranted about David Lynch for a little while. <laughs> but now it's getting a dedicated episode because I've been stewing in my thoughts. All right. Okay. Last time we ranted, if I remember correctly, I I had just showed you episode eight, and that's where I was on mm-hmm. Twin Peaks: The Return, Twin Peaks season three. Okay. Um. Well, now I've finished it, and I have been stewing, and I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, lay them on me. All right. Um. You have not seen a single episode of Twin Peaks. Nope. I just want you to just. Yeah. So this is going to be very one-sided yeah. episode where I rant because I have to have an outlet. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to start off by reading you the Rotten Tomatoes summary of Twin Peaks The Return. Yeah. Okay, Okay. so season three of Twin Peaks has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes Tomatoes, and an 83% audience score. Now, Rotten Tomatoes is just an aggregate. That's the percentage of critics that gave it a favorable review. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 94% liked it. What's the Metacritic score? Oh, let's find out. The Metacritic score of Twin Peaks The Return... Metacritic. See, that might give us a, a better... Uh, okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's 74. How? User uh, score and the user 8. score is 8.6. What All right, I'll read a couple of reviews in a second. Here's the critical consensus for, on Rotten Tomatoes. Surreal, suspenseful, and visually stunning, the new Twin Peaks is an auteurist triumph for David Lynch. Okay, so that that right there, even if it even if it was true, mm-hmm. should be enough to tell you that I would hate this. Yeah. Okay, but that's not even true. None of that is true. Surreal, I will give it that. It is not suspenseful. Well, maybe a couple. There's a couple points where it's suspenseful. What about uh? What about visually stunning? David Lynch. Oh, David Lynch. That we'll get to that part. <laughs> Visually stunning is the first thing I want to talk about. So, like I said before, Twin Peaks is a great show. If you watch the first two seasons, I can't even say that. 
Twin Peaks season one, and then the first few episodes of season two, and then the last episode. That's all good stuff. And the movie is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, the middle chunk of season two is terrible. It's soap opera, which it's all kind of soap opera, but it's tongue in cheek soap opera. Season two gets actually soap opera. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that those are the good. So that, I'd say probably total out of the three seasons, um, there's probably about twelve to fifteen solid, really good, best of all time TV episodes, mm-hmm. and the rest of it is just a, just a mess. Okay, um, season. So so I'll get that out of the way. I like Twin Peaks. Um, and I like the movie. Heck, I think David Lynch is probably a competent director based on his work with the movie, with Fire Walk with Me, and with the original show. I'd give him, I'd, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt there. Okay. Yeah. When this critical consensus says visually stunning for season three, they have to be lying. I'm like, <laughs> I don't mean that they're like enamored with David Lynch. Yeah. And they just are looking past the flaws, or that they have a different taste in what is visually appealing than me. Yeah, I mean they're lying, like they are intentionally <laughs> not telling the truth. Like the definition of a lie—that is what is going on here. Okay, season three of Twin Peaks was shot. I've showed you clips. Okay, it's shot completely digitally. Yeah. And completely flat. Mm-hmm. It's not well lit. It's not well shot. It's looks like a student film, a bad student film. It's poorly, everything about it is poor. It looks like it was shot on a DSLR because it was. Okay. And the, I'm not even going to get into the special effects. The special effects are terrible. I mean, but they're like comedically terrible to the point where you could say maybe this is done on purpose. To prove a point. Yeah. So I won't even talk about the special effects. Although they are bad. And they do take away from the story. Mm-hmm. But just the way it's shot. I showed you a scene. And it's a scene where Kyle MacLachlan's character is talking. Evil Cooper is talking to uh, Tim Roth's character. Mm-hmm. Outside of a van in the forest. Yeah, And it goes on for probably like three or four minutes. It's a long scene. And it is just a stagnant shot. Yeah, The camera doesn't move. There's no depth in the shot. Like no depth, there's no blur on the no, like the background is not everything is in focus because it's all it's all digital. There's no depth and it, the camera doesn't move. It's just a flat shot on a tripod of two people talking, and there the, it doesn't cut. It's just like he put in the minimal amount of effort making this season, and just shot whatever came out. One one take, and I know that's not true. He probably did four hundred takes because he's David Lynch. And then he intentionally chose the the worst one because he's a he's an artistic genius or something. That's I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if that has, was what he actually did. He has artism. He does have artism. That's a great term. People like David Lynch. Um, so um, anyway, okay. So I'm gonna look at the Metacritic now. AV Club says this. Uh, I'm not gonna read all that. Oh my gosh. Pick- yeah, pick a high review, pick and then pick the lowest review. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, these this is the Atlantic. David Sims from the Atlantic. These episodes scattered a lot of fascinating imagery. False. Disconnected story ideas. Absolutely true. And interdimensional nightmare antics. Sure. In front of its audience. That's this, uh, say that like it's a good thing. It's up to viewers to try to put the pieces together. Or my preferred method. 
Simply soak in every bizarre tableau with glee. Here's the problem. This is this sums up the problem. Okay. <laughs> he he says he this reviewer intentionally discourages you, viewer, you person watching the show. He says, hey, it's a bad idea to try to make sense of it. Don't expect it to be a coherent story. My preferred method is just to, he said, what well, he says, soak in every bizarre tableau with glee. What I hear is, <laughs> that's what, that is what he means. He means don't think about it because it's dumb. It's in, and, it, well, and this is the problem. This is the, th here's the thing. But side note, I think we should start selling merch that says here's the thing because that's kind of our catchphrase on this show. I we know, both I, I say that we both lot. say it on every episode. <laughs> I, I really think we should make merch that says here's the thing. Okay. It should be our like our catchphrase. Um, anyway, um, here's the thing. Um, it fe it feels like David Lynch. I don't know how else to say it. He's just pretentious. He's yeah. pretentious. It, it's like and then people who are pretentious or want to seem like they understand highbrow art will give him reviews like David Sims from The Atlantic or Tim Molloy from The Rap um, because they, they're cultured. You know what I mean? And this is the problem with David Lynch is he just – okay, I have a theory. All right? Okay. I think David Lynch is involved in the Hollywood mafia. He's got to be in the mafia. I feel like the guy in the freaking Emperor Wears No Clothes. I feel like the one guy <laughs> – Saying the emperor's freaking naked, you idiots. He's naked. And everybody else is saying, what are you talking about? David Lynch is a genius. <laughs> that, that, that is what I feel like. Because, I, like, seriously, he's got to be connected to the mob. Are people in Hollywood afraid of David Lynch? I think. That, these reviews are mind-boggling to me. There is no way it, that it got universal acclaim. It sounds to me like um, David Lynch... And his uh, season, The Return of Twin Peaks, uh -huh. um, is identical to people's theories on surrealist art being a money laundering scandal. Mm -hmm. Like that idea. It is. It's I money think, laundering. Like, because I've seen clips. You've showed me clips. Oh, my gosh. You just solved the mystery for me. Twin and Peaks season three was made to launder <laughs> David Lynch's evil mob money. <laughs> That's got to be what it was. Yeah, you've shown me like clips, and they're... Um, Oh, what's the word? Incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah, just bad. And, and also, I had to bring this up too. On the Wikipedia article, here's what it says in the third paragraph for season three. The season garnered critical acclaim with praise centering on its unconventional narrative and structure, visual invention, and performances. Mm -hmm. Now, here's they mentioned three things there. And the funny thing is, those three things are the things I was going to bring up as being absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Like it's bad. Like the, the performances, you cannot tell me the acting is good. There, look at the cast. Look how many famous actors are in this. Okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have Kyle MacLachlan. Um, we have. Oh wait, no. I just need to see. Oh my gosh, these are all season three, aren't they? Holy cow. Okay, Michael Sarah shows up at one point. That's actually a great scene. I'm going to talk about the positives in a second. I promise. Um, so his wife is played by. Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name from The Ring? Um, Naomi. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Um, oh, this cast list is all out of whack. Um, 
anyway, so I'm not going to try to read it. David Bowie obviously shows up post-death as Philip Jeffries. Um, it also feels like, and it doesn't even feel like, I know for a fact, that the story in season three, you're never going to watch it. I'm not going to spoil it, but it gets unnecessarily convoluted. Like, Amanda Seafried. Yeah, the, just keep reading the list. There's a ton of people. Um, it gets super convoluted, and then it never resolves anything. The only reason I watched this 20-plus hours of television <laughs> was to get resolution for the story, and it doesn't do that. In fact, it just complicates things, and you could say, oh, well, if he answers any questions, it's boring. It's not... You know, it's not doesn't leave any room for imagination. There, there is no room for imagination when it's just nonsense Lord that David. doesn't fit together or make any sense. Yeah, David Duchovny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that new David Lynch was in it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, there's all that. Um, it's shot bad. It's the acting is just terrible. Um, it's like he didn't even. Uh, there's great actors in it um, and the performances are terrible because it feels weird it feels like a student film nothing gets answered the special effects are terrible and I know you could say oh well it was low budget and he wanted to spend his entire budget on one shot of a nuclear bomb fine it was a great shot you know like that was if that's where the whole special effects budget went and then people will say though that episode that I showed you episode 8 They'll say, well, he spent the whole special effects budget on that episode, so the rest of the special effects are intentionally bad because he was saving up for episodes. Look, look, that was one shot of an atomic explosion. And then after that, it's about 10 minutes of just fuzzy colors on a screen. Don't tell me that cost money. It's not visual genius. It looks like the audio visualizers on Windows Media Player (laughs) <laughs> when you're playing an mp3 that's what it looked like the half of that episode was um anyway okay so there my theory is i i, I like these reviews it's got to be like people are afraid of david lynch somehow um i i just don't get it um look at this what we just witnessed was unmatched in the medium's history um, it stopped feeling like a tv show to me at some point and it started feeling like a gift is that not brown nosing? Does that not sound like brown nosing to you? Yeah. Like these guys want to just, they just want a job from David Lynch or something. It's a bunch of Or this is somebody trying to marry David Lynch's daughter. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, None of these feel genuine. No, but I will tell you the positives of the show, okay? Because it wasn't all bad. Kyle MacLachlan is the one actor in the show who knocked it out of the park. He was great. He was like hilarious. It was really funny. He, for, okay, I'll spoil something here. I don't care. Agent, Co- okay. Spoiler alert, audience. Agent Cooper comes back um, from the Black Lodge. You remember at the end of season two, she's like, "I'll see you in twenty-five years." So he's in that red room. Well, that red room is the Black Lodge. It's the other dimension, hell, whatever you want to call it. So why is it red? Doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. I know that David Lynch didn't plan anything out because he ties in in season three. It gets convoluted and he. He starts making stuff up. He pulls stuff from deleted scenes from the Twin Peaks movie to try to make a coherent story, but it does not mean what it meant in the movie. It's like he's retconning. He's retroactively making stuff up to try to make it seem like there was a plan all along when there clearly wasn't. Um, It's like Rise of Skywalker. So nothing was planned out. Um, But at the same time, um, we have this whole... Okay, so Cooper comes back at the beginning of the show from the Black Lodge. And he gets put into another guy's body who is a clone of him who has been living in Las Vegas for the last 25 years. 
And there's another clone of him who came back to replace him at the beginning who's possessed by the demon, Bob. Yes, the demon's name is Bob. They couldn't come up with a cooler name. That was in, That's from the original show. I mean, it, it was always kind of dumb, you know? Anyway, the point is, now there's like three co- versions of Cooper, whatever. Cooper comes back and he's in a guy's body named Dougie Jones. And he's like a toddler. Um, he's just getting shuffled around from person to person. Uh, like he can barely speak. He can only repeat words he hears. He doesn't know how to do anything. Um, and that is awesome. That is a hilarious part of the show. It's just like it's just like slapstick comedy. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really funny and it's well done. And Kyle MacLachlan nails it. But the whole show, you're waiting for him to like. When is he going to wake up and get his memories back and become Cooper again? You like you think it's after the first episode, you know? And then the third episode, he gets a couple memories back and he's like. You know, and like every little thing that reminds him of the past, you're like, oh, he's about to get it back. And so the first few episodes, you're thinking, this Dougie Jones thing was funny, but now we're going to get, he's, Cooper's going to come back. Do you want to know when Cooper comes back? Never. Episode 17 out of 18. You get one episode with Cooper. And so that that's pretty, that's kind of dumb. So, but the plot gets, so, oh wait, no, I, I'm talking about positives. Anyway, that was a positive. Dougie Jones was funny, even if it went on too long. Another positive is the Mitchum brothers. Um, it's Belushi. Which Belushi's still alive? It's not John. No. Um, Jim? I think Jim. Okay, well, one of the Belushi's plays a brother, and then his brother is another guy. I don't remember. No. Uh, and they're the Mitchum brothers. They own a casino, and they're that's a really funny subplot, and they're really great in it. Mm. They're like three stooges level like they're like a comedic they're abbott and costello they're like this ridiculous comedic duo but they're super evil and like they kill people who cross them um and then dougie jones accidentally charms them just by being in the right place at the right time and then he gets a bunch of money from so like there's funny things throughout the highlight of the show for me was laura dern because in the original show there's a character named diane who you never see, you never meet, you never hear from at all. But throughout the show, Agent Cooper is recording on a tape recorder. He always up records like case updates on his tape recorder to send back to the FBI headquarters. Like, Diane, today we did this. And then you never meet Diane. To the point where in the original show, I was thinking Diane is made up or he's insane or something. Like, she doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, in the season three, you finally meet Diane and it's Laura Dern. And the funniest thing about that is that, like... Um, in the original show, he's always Cooper's so happy and chipper all the time. Like Diane, today I ate a slice of cherry pie. It was delicious. Well, you know that kind of. Yeah. He always recounts his diner experiences to her. So you're imagining this like happy-go-lucky secretary lady who just loves Cooper, and then you meet her in season three, and Laura Dern is the most dour, angry person ever. <laughs> like just the most pos- cynical possible character, and I thought that was a hilarious twist. So like, there's bits in there where I'm like, yeah. okay, he put in some effort. And then uh, the rest of it's just really bad. I will probably bring this up again, but I've been ranting for almost 20 minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say, Joe, do you have any thoughts? How does this tie into the restaurant? The the, di- the diner? The show. The restaurant? Oh, Twin Peaks, the restaurant? Um, it ties in that I never want to visit one. <laughs> Thank you.